0: Well hi everyone hope you've had a good summer so glad that many of you seem to be thriving and growing this has been a bit of a season of rest and you feel refreshed and you're ready to get going again But I'm also aware some of you really don't feel like that at all. Perhaps lockdown has left you feeling quite burnt out and tired. Perhaps you're just feeling a bit fragile. Perhaps, sadly, habitual sin has snuck back into your life. You've perhaps lost time with inspiring friends. And you've drifted because lockdown has left you disorientated. I know someone asked me the other day um, what day it is and I, I, I couldn't remember. And so drift sets in, you start sleeping in, you stop reading your Bible, time becomes a little bit blurry, you lose yourselves in box sets and social media and you tolerate things that ultimately draw you away from Jesus. And I know personally I've had moments where I've just felt fuzzy spiritually. It's hard to describe it, but I've lacked intentionality and hunger. And there's been other times, to be honest, where I've just consciously chosen to ignore God and just done my own thing. And I hope like me, you've had enough because it's time to run back to God, our father as quickly as possible. It's time to reset. It's time to renew. And so the biblical concept is repentance. And I know we don't often have positive connotations with this word. And perhaps you're thinking in your mind of that guy on the street corner who yells at you, repent. The end is nigh. But Jesus began his ministry, his first words in Mark 1 15, where the kingdom of God has come, repent and believe the good news and his last recorded words when he speaks to the churches in the book of Revelation in chapter 319 are those whom I love I rebuke and discipline so be earnest and repent repentance is a change but it's not just an intellectual change but repentance is a change of mind that leads to a change of heart and life so it's deep it's lasting it's coming to your senses And internally moving 180 degrees so that naturally your actions change 180 degrees. We repent because it leads us back to God, which is always the best decision we can make in life. Repentance brings release and joy and God's presence and a nearness to God and power to live that we all desperately need and want. And I know it will take energy and effort, but I'm calling you at the start of this term to return to God, but also to return to church family if you've withdrawn in any way maybe you've done that for good reasons but I want to sort of say it's time for us Mosaic Church to find people again to spur us on to be honest with just to process with the Christian life isn't meant to be done alone so I want to call you back into mission group if you've let that slide or your triplets if you've not met up for quite a long time and slowly as we start in-person meetings this term as we come back to church I want to encourage you to do that with sort of all your energy and heart if you're not having to isolate and so I'm going to give you an opportunity now as God speaks to you and as God convicts you and calls you to himself to reset And to repent, uh, to draw a line in the sand, to ruthlessly change some unhealthy habits, to positively choose, to re-engage with God and church family, to start engaging with the Bible again and seeking Jesus and confessing your sin to him and receiving his forgiveness and just cracking on. And I know if you're like me, I just need that. I need moments where I just come to God and say, "Okay, God, I'm all in. Please help me. So let me pray right now. If this is you, if you know you're dissatisfied with where you are right now, why don't you just close your eyes and let me pray for you. Lord, we are so sorry. We're sorry where we have drifted unintentionally or even intentionally. God, we pray uh, that you would forgive our sin as we confess it to you now. And you may just want to take a moment just to bring some things to God. Father, I receive your forgiveness that is won by Jesus on the cross. I enjoy your embrace. Fill me afresh for everyone right now with your power and love to live for you. Amen. You know, just to help with that return to God, uh, we've got a wonderful passage today that describes... a lot of people's encounter with Jesus and instead of a normal preach we're going to study the Bible together in a very different way and hopefully it will give room for God to speak to you very clearly you see over lockdown I've been in study mode been doing loads of research and I've been freshly inspired by what God is doing around the world currently there are about a thousand disciple making movements that are seeing millions of people become Christians I've read accounts of God on the move in different nations through different church planters. I read one church planter in East Asia who said I had a three year plan to see two hundred new churches started. Four months after we started, we reached that goal, and after six months we'd seen three hundred and sixty churches planters planted with ten thousand new believers baptized. It's just incredible. I also heard of a team of three church planters who went to a nation and over three years saw 30,000 new churches, which included baptising 200,000 people. And of course, they're experiencing revival and we're not in that situation. But I do believe that we can raise our sails in similar ways to them to see if God would touch our city too you see where god is working throughout the world powerfully there seems to be a number of things in common you see extraordinary prayer ordinary people pray more than they have ever done before and god has been speaking to us for a number of years now at mosaic for us to shift into that sort of lifestyle i was speaking to someone who runs a charity who financially were in a little bit of difficulty and as he prayed he heard from a donor hadn't contacted him for a while that gave the money that they needed uh, I was speaking to a friend uh, whose son sadly has been um, sort of living away from God and so he's been praying for him for actually for many years to come back to God and just a couple of weeks ago that happened prayer changes lives it changes cities. And so we're going to keep praying monthly online this term on Sunday nights. And I'd love you to join in. And, and seriously, this has got to be high on, on our priorities. I'm going to call you guys to bring your A game to these prayer meetings to be positive. It's never been easier to get to the well. So our monthly prayer meetings would love you to be there. So these disciple making movements have extraordinary prayer, but they also have obedience based discipleship and um, And it's obedience because it's 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 not just about knowledge. You see, in the West, we like learning when we read our Bibles. We like gleaning new things. But these disciple making movements, Christians like obeying what they learn. And there's nothing wrong with study, but it needs to lead to love and obedience. Otherwise, this knowledge simply puffs us up according to 1 Corinthians 8, and leads to inaction. Jesus was very clear in Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And so this series that we're starting today is called Hear and Obey. And it's an attempt to focus all of us on reading the Bible and then applying it to our lives. And thirdly, these movements are known uh, for Everyday people sharing and reading their Bible with others. You see, God loves to change lives through people sharing their Bible and their stories with as many people as possible. Now, in the UK, the Bible Society they did a survey. They asked twenty thousand people to what extent they would be interested in discovering more about the Bible. Now, forty-seven percent of the respondents weren't interested, and that's no surprise. But incredibly, 23% were fairly or very interested in discovering more about the Bible. That, to put that into perspective, is 200,000 people in Leeds. And so this new preaching series will teach you how to share the Bible with others using a very simple method called a uh, Discovery uh, Bible Study. And we're going to teach you a way of studying the bible anyone can do it you can do it in your families in your mission groups you can do it on your own you can do it with people that aren't christians yet it's creative it's a little bit experimental for our church Um, and we'd love your feedback actually from these next few weeks but i hope you find it interactive it will engage your brains but most importantly it will open your hearts to the holy spirit and hopefully lead to action And it will really help you if you meet someone who is interested in reading the Bible, one of those 200,000 people in Leeds. And if you're not a Christian watching this, I really think you'll find this tool helpful that you can apply to any part of the Bible and it will help you discover what the life God has for you. So in a moment, we're going to read a Bible passage twice we're going to read from two different versions of the bible then at least two people at home will retell their story in uh, retell this story in their own words it's a fun exercise and it will help you focus in on the story usually in a group everyone would do it but we've got limited time today so see how you do at home but have at least two people repeat the passage in their own words try to be accurate remember the details and um, perhaps all of you could do it if you've got time and if you 're your uh, if you're on your own right now, perhaps family away or you live alone, we actually have a zoom group set up for you right now. If you look in the chat box, a link will appear, and I will lead you through it personally. so why don 't you just go ahead and join that now you 're not going to miss out we 're going to re engage with the church online when it 's time to worship. And if you don't want to join, that's absolutely fine. But perhaps if you're on your own, I'd encourage you to speak it out yourself in your own words or journal it down. But for the rest of us, I'm going to read the passage from Luke 9 verses 10 to 17 and then Izzy, my daughter, will read it. And then you're going to have five minutes to repeat it in your own words with as much detail as you can to one another. So let's read, shall we? This will be on your screens. Luke 9 verses 10 to 17. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowds away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because uh, we're in a remote place here. He replied, you give them something to eat. And they answered, we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. And about 5,000 men were there. But he said to the disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so and everyone sat down. And taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven, gave thanks and broke them. And then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12, Basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Right, let's hear from Missy. E.
1: Months later, the apostles returned from their ministry tour and told Jesus all the wonders and miracles they had witnessed. Jesus, wanting to be alone with the twelve, quietly slipped away with them towards Bethsaida. But the crowd soon found out about it and took off after him. When they caught up with Jesus, he graciously welcomed them all, taught them more about God's kingdom realm, and healed all who were sick. As the day wore on, the twelve came to Jesus and told him, It's getting late. You should send the crowds away to the surrounding villages and farms to to get something to eat and find shelter for the night. There's nothing to he- eat here in the middle of nowhere. Jesus responded, You have the food to feed them. They replied, All we have are five small loaves of bread and two dried fish. Do you really expect us to go buy food for all these people? There are nearly 5,000 men here with women and children besides. He told the disciples, have them all sit down in in groups of 50 each. And after everyone was seated, Jesus took the five loaves and two fish and gazing into the heavenly realms, he gave thanks for the food. Then in the presence of his disciples, he broke off pieces of bread and fish and kept giving more to each disciple to give to the crowd. It was multiplying before their eyes, so everyone ate until they were filled. And afterwards, the disciples gathered up the leftovers. It came to exactly 12 baskets full.
0: So how did you do? Was it hard? Was it easy? Hope you enjoyed that. What's wonderful is that you've now heard this passage at least four times and hopefully it's sinking in. So I've got two more questions for you. So first question is this. What does this passage tell us about God? And the second question is, what does it tell you about people? Now, just use this passage. Don't refer to any other bits of the Bible, just what is in front of you. Again, you've got five minutes for both questions. If you're watching live, uh, why not put the answers in the chat so that others can see what you've come up with so we can compare what we're learning together. So I'll see you in five minutes. Again, hope you enjoyed that. I love this passage um, tells us that God is one that welcomes people. He speaks to people. He heals people. He has a kingdom. He cares for people. God uses people and doesn't take the limelight. God's instructions may not make sense at first, but he's a miracle worker and he can create something from nothing. One amazing God that we worship. But I also love that this passage tells us that we can withdraw to be with Jesus. And if we pursue Jesus, we're going to be welcomed and taught by him. It tells us that God can heal us if we're sick. It tells us that our need is an opportunity for God's provision. And it tells us that people often choose practical solutions instead of divine solutions. But we can partner with God and God loves to use what's in our hands. And if we are hungry, God can feed us. Isn't that amazing? So listen, two final questions. Number one, what do I need to do as a result of hearing this? What do you think God is saying to you personally right now? now i hope you know obedience isn't about performance god loves us already jesus said though anyone who loves me will obey my teaching we obey because we love him in return so try and make um this answer clear and measurable so it might be i will pray for the next sick sick person that i meet Or I will take 10 minutes today to bring my needs to God and ask for his provision, or I will I will withdraw to be with Jesus tomorrow morning for 15 minutes. So the first question is, what do I need to do as a result of hearing this? Be specific. And then secondly, who are you going to tell this story to? See, so often we hear stuff, but never do anything with it. We never share it. Someone may really need to hear this story this week, Christian or non-Christian. I know I did a study like this a couple of weeks ago. And as I read it and asked God, who do you want me to share this with? I immediately sensed um, it's like someone come to mind. And I was meeting them later in the week. And when I met with them, I shared the story from memory and they so appreciated. It was just what they needed to hear. And of, I found that I learned more when I tried to teach it to someone else than just holding on onto it myself. So who could you tell? You've got three minutes to talk to one another about who you can speak to. Ready? Go. Brilliant. Now, listen, if you weren't able to give a really clear answer to those two final questions, don't just leave it, but give it some more time today. The Bible is a great teacher. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. And what we'll do is we'll check in next week with one another to see if we've done what we said we would do. So I hope you've enjoyed it. I'd really appreciate your feedback. Uh, feel free to email me. Uh, the email address is info at mosaic-church.org.uk. And let me know your thoughts, good and bad, what worked, what didn't quite work. And we're going to give it another go with some tweaks next Sunday. So As we head into worship now together, let me pray for us. Why don't you just bow your heads for a moment? Lord, thank you so much that you love to speak to us through your word. Thank you that the Bible says of itself that it is alive and active, sharper than any double edged sword. Thank you that it penetrates deep, dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. Lord, we welcome you to speak to us and also we return to you right now we run to you we reset our minds and our hearts to be in line with your will thank you god for your presence with us now amen